0: Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Marketing Insights Podcast. I'm Shane Hunt, and I'm thrilled today to welcome my friend and colleague, Dr. George Dietz of the University of Memphis. Today, George and I are talking about one of the really important uh, topics in the field of marketing today, which is neuromarketing. And George has done a number of things in research and other projects in this area. And so I wanted to welcome him on here to, to introduce this concept to some of you that may not be as familiar with it. So, George, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me on the podcast, Shane.
0: Uh, let's start, George, with just the basic f- for our listeners. What is neuromarketing?
1: Well, I think it means different things to different people. But from my perspective, neuromarketing involves the use of... Uh, and physiological measurement techniques in answering marketing-related questions. That could, uh, in some cases, involve something as advanced as FMRI or functional magnetic resonance imaging, which some, some listeners might be familiar with if they've ever spent time uh, at a hospital being diagnosed for a, a serious ailment or injury, uh, to something as simple as heart rate and, uh, and changes in, in respiration. Uh, so there's a wide range of tools that can be applied in, in looking at different types of research questions.
0: So I guess, George, one of the questions when I first started learning about neuromarketing and seeing it applied in practice is what are the advantages or, or what are the, the reasons to use these kinds of uh, neuro, neurological measures uh, using those instead of maybe traditional uh, methods of marketing research?
1: Well, first off, I would say I would never advocate advocate for anyone to use them. Instead of uh, traditional methods, I, I, I was trained using traditional methods, such as surveys and and focus groups and in-depth interviews. I think those still play an important role, but I, I do think that the, uh, these physiological and neurological measures can, can offer a very important complement to those traditional Uh, approaches and deepen some of our insights into how consumers make decisions and how they respond to to marketing messaging.
0: So one of the questions I know that when we talk about different marketing research tools, uh, you know, surveys versus focus groups versus interviews, etc. One of the real things that marketers have to be aware of are the costs. So so how do the costs of of these neuromarketing techniques compare with maybe other types of marketing research?
1: So I would say on the on the high end, it can be very expensive. On the low end, it can be relatively the same as traditional approaches. I think truly what you're, you want to know as a decision maker is what's the impact of making a wrong decision, uh, and you, you adjust your, your research budget accordingly. Uh, I do think that given that sometimes consumers are either unwilling or, or unable to, to tell you how they truly feel, I think, um, I think the use of something like eye tracking or 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 EEG or MRI can really offer some deep insights into non-conscious behavior that you really couldn't obtain using any other methods. Uh, and I think over time we're seeing broader use of these tools across a wider range of applications.
0: And, George, you mentioned several examples there. Just for the, the students listening to this podcast, wh- what are some common areas of these kinds of neuromarketing techniques that are being utilized today?
1: Well, let, let's, keep, let's use some very simple examples, uh, uh, and one's probably I'm more familiar with. Uh, so our lab here at the University of Memphis is, is eye-tracking-centric. So we have a, a, an eye-tracking system that's produced by a, a manufacturer known as Tobii. Uh, they're Swedish-based. And what an eye tracker does is, uh, using a, a sensor that emits infrared light to the subject's face, can track what an individual is looking at at any given point in time. So if you're thinking about a context like a television commercial or a movie trailer, uh, we can see what the person is paying attention to throughout. So, for example, if you are a product manufacturer that, that was interested in the potential use of product placement, uh, in their marketing programs, we can uh, definitively tell you whether people whether people are paying any attention to your product in the course of a, of a movie scene. Since vision is so central to, to our cognitive processing, uh, by linking what we're looking at to other types of responses, say, for example, using e- EEG or, or a technology known as GSR, which is uh, measuring your skin conductance, we can only tell what you're looking at, but kind of what your emotional response is to whatever you're looking at as well. So if it's if it's uh, recognition of a, of a beloved brand, um, you know, you should see that that uh, that jump in either this, this the uh, electronic current in the individual skin, or potentially you would see a shift in brain activity on uh, with more activity on the left side than the right uh, when the brand appears on the screen uh, and you know, by linking that to, to whatever they're looking at, you can make some pretty strong inferences uh, about what's going on in the, the consumer's mind without really even asking them any questions.
0: And that's really exciting, George, for, for marketers to be able to get that kind of information uh, directly from the consumer in, in these methods. Everything that I hear from practitioners is that the use of neuromarketing is only going to increase in the years ahead. Is that kind of your take as well?
1: I believe that's the case. I think the, not only is the technology becoming more accessible, you don't have to be a, a, rocket, science or a rocket scientist or a brain surgeon to operate these systems. Uh, and I think the, uh, the, they're also becoming much more affordable than maybe what they were 15 to 20 years ago. So I think you're going to see uh, these types of labs be increasingly prevalent, both at universities as well as in uh, corporate marketing research. Uh, as well as with uh, marketing and and
0: advertising agencies. Well, I I think absolutely you're right, George. And we appreciate you so much joining us today here on the Marketing Insights Podcast. We hope that our listeners learned a little bit more about neuromarketing, and uh, we look forward to you all joining us next time here on the Marketing Insights Podcast.